That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello, halflings. Welcome back. I am Jasper William Cartwright. And with me today, as always, is... Luando Nati Lewis Nyao, but everybody calls me Unati. And... Jeremy Cobb. But James Lloyd calls me Buttery. Buttery Cobb. <laughs> buttery Cobb. Hey, man, who doesn't like a buttery cob? Mm. Mm. I like my cobs buttered, if you know what I mean. I, there is no other way to have a cob. <laughs> I guess you could have, yeah, you, you could have it plain, but who wants a dry cob? This is fully broken, you know. <laughs> you, you want that cob to be nice and lubed up with I think, butter. With I think animal that's fat. it. I think that's it. Is that it's it it the, the dry cob? If it's cooked well, it should be a little bit. You know, it's got to be a little bit textured for you me. A, you know, yeah, you need. A, it's you got a little bit of bite to it. A, yeah, you want a juicy. A bit cob. of if it's a bit of you want a bit of browning on the top. Bit of Ooh, bit of you know. So you need the butter. You yeah, need the butter. Gotta yeah. have the butter. It brings the flavor. Yeah, I'm gonna season your cobs. Season your cobs, everyone. We we season ours. We, we actually have to season it before every episode. <laughs> they put me in a pan, roll me around in butter, throw on all kinds of different spices to get a nice golden brown going. Like literally, so when Unati talks about getting that, when Unati talks about getting that spice, that seasoning, uh, she's literally talking about what she does to Jeremy before every episode. <laughs> Just. <laughs> It's deeply spiritual and also deeply sexual. I don't know. I don't know. Well, welcome back, everyone, to three black train wrecks. (laughs) Um, We started the year as we need to go on. Two black train wrecks and one browned cob. Let's listen to us talk about fat art in episode three. (laughs) This makes them even more black. Oh my god! Vandal in the room! Lemming, Lemming, teachable moment. Yeah. Full Prince vibe? Woo. Is this the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon? <laughs> That's disgusting and I love it. We're about to get into something real big now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't make me change the name of the, the, uh, of the show because I will. <laughs> uh, but this is this is our first time back recording, and you, as you can see, as you can hear, sorry, nothing has changed. <laughs> we did not take the week off that we had to uh, think about things and pull ourselves together. No, 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 quite the opposite. Um, but thank you. Uh, so much. What was the, who? Who was our lovely patron who submitted that name that again? That was James Lloyd. James, James Lloyd. Lloyd. Thank you, James Mo- Lloyd. Thank, thank you, James so Lloyd, much. for that gift. That was an absolute <laughs> gift. And actually, just a reminder to everyone out there: you too can suggest a nickname for me if yep. you join our Patreon. Uh, there is a post on the Patreon, and any any, any existing patrons who have not yet suggested a nickname, you can suggest as many as you want. There's no limit. Yeah, I will, no every we single will one that I'm willing to say, I will say at some point. Yeah. And so, you know, we have we're, we're not going to stop doing this for a while, so keep going. Keep them coming. Yeah. Uh, please. Excellent. Please, stuff. please. Thank please. You, I I need that. That's good. Uh marvelous. Ooh. Uh so yeah, like I said, this is the first time we've uh, we've been recording since we came 
uh, since we've come back from our little little hiatus, little break. Um, we just released the Zako Yama episode, and we can finally talk about that. Woo! Yeah. Um, <sighs> but a big shout out on that episode, you see, which we, so we've all been trying to keep it secret. Uh, mm-hmm. as secret as possible so that we didn't, we didn't spoil yeah. the surprise the yeah i wanted it to be a, a surprise from a friend leo for those of you who haven't listened basically a friend who yeah. loves yeah. zako yama uh, loves all things zako yama and also every show that he's ever been on so yeah oh, uh, and i want to talk about firstly the, the, the show has been going crazy uh for all of you people listening thank oh. you so much uh mm. over the break i was expecting you know, just no one, you know, people just be like, cool, you know, everyone's on a break, but hell, you kept listening. It's yeah, crazy. Uh, and the figures we're getting this week um, and, you know, it's been insane. So just a huge thank you to anyone who's out there who's listening and mm. who's shared the show or has just discovered us. If you've just discovered us, then welcome. Hello. Um, Hello. And I hope you Hi. stick around. Hi. Um, there will be much more, plenty more shenanigans to be had in the in the new mm. year. Um, and so, yeah, how are you two? Although um, mm. I haven't spoken to you as much in the new year, but uh, then it is only like eight days in. Yeah, <laughs> and right, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Just tired, working, hustling, hustling. That's it. That's it. That's doesn't it. stop. Yep. Doesn't, doesn't stop. stop. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm both good and busy. Good. I would say yeah. excellent. Yeah. Today, in addition to this, I think I have a solid seven hours straight of recording. For various wow. or, or or podcasting stuff for various things. Wow, it's a Ooh, full is... and exciting day. Good, that is yeah. amazing. That yeah, is amazing. Fun. Jeremy's in Get here it. with that marathon. With that marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. Um, been training. I've been training. Yeah, he's. The, I actually saw him lifting lifting weights um, just mm. for the podcasting. It was mm. impressive. It was an mm. impressive display. Um, so we are back um, this week with uh, another episode where we're going to be discussing a uh, an article. It is a Wired article. We will put the link, as always, in the description below uh, that goes into uh, sort of talking uh, about um, Curse of Strahd revamped, uh, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, and basically digging into the sort of... Uh, as it as is the name of the article, the long overdue racial reckoning within the uh, within Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. Uh, it was a very interesting article, which I think uh, a few people have pointed out to us, uh, mm-hmm. and Jeremy had posted it in our in our group for us to discuss. And so we're here, mm. um, and I thought to sort of kick us off, why don't we go around each of us and just sort of give a brief little. Uh, this was my response, I guess, to the article. I feel like that's probably the easiest way. <laughs> and then we can kind of go through the sort of mi- sort of minutiae of certain points. Mm. Um, I'm just kind of interested to know what you guys uh, thought about certain parts of the of the article. Uh, so, uh, Jeremy, do you want to go first since you were the one that found mm. it? Sure, sure. Uh, first, I have a couple of shout outs. First, shout out to Taylor Lewis, uh, my buddy Taylor Lewis, for hey. sending me this article in the first place. Mm. And also, shout out to Matthew Galt, who was the writer of this article that came out on oh, December 31st of 2020. So there you go. Got it right Ooh. in at the end of the year. Uh, and <laughs> my my response was, ooh, this is really interesting. That was my actual response. And then I read the whole thing and I thought, yeah, that is really interesting. And I thought that the article makes many salient points. And also, I think there were there were some parts that I was not entirely clear on, specifically in regards to what what people would have preferred. Because there the, the article mm-hmm. essentially talks about 
the changes. First of all, it talks about D&D's new prominence, and then it also talks about the changes that Wizards of the Coast have recently been, recently been making to try and make the game less discriminatory, such as changes to the way that this, the Vistani in Curse of Strahd are depicted, and mm-hmm. also the way that the, the evil races in D&D are depicted, and also just changing the way that racial ability scores work. Our racial mm-hmm. ability score increases, that is. And the article overall seems pretty negative about it. Not not that the changes mm. themselves are bad, but I think the article yeah. the article mm. acknowledges that while the changes are positive, that they they don't go far enough. Mm. The first thing they talk about is the is the Curse of Strahd campaign, the Vistani. Mm. I have only really played. I played like a heavily homebrewed version of an intro mini campaign to Curse of Strahd <laughs> that I left literally the session that we got to the Death House, which is, if you ever read Curse of Strahd, yeah. the first thing that happens in Curse of Strahd. Yeah. And then the only other time I've actually played that, anything to do with that module was on this show when Unati yes. did like a heavily condensed version (laughs) a dungeon crawl through Strahd's castle any element of like mystery or (laughs) intrigue all of that stuff that's part of I think a core part of the of the main mechanic I think we I think we met a couple of Vistani but there was nothing I don't even think they introduced themselves as Vistani so the the Vistani that I met were not the ones in the actual campaign so I can't Mm. actually comment that much on how how they're depicted although based on the descriptions, it does sound like the original description and depiction of them was very stereotypical in a negative way. And so I think it's good that they changed it. However, the article indicates that apparently they, the changes have not gone far enough that they didn't actually, they, they basically changed a line in the, in the, Int- like the description, description i believe yeah yeah, yeah. And, and they took out some uh unhelpful dialogue i believe yeah and the... and yes. one uh sort of word that links to is a word for caravan in roman yeah. in romany yeah mm. vardo mm. Yeah, yeah vardo yeah so i i because i can't because I haven't actually played the module and I don't know, I know that there's like ref, I know that I read something pre- previously about there. You said you can meet some drunk Vistani at some point, And basically the, the depiction is negative throughout mm. the campaign. Mm. If they haven't changed that, then I would agree that they have not gone far enough. However, I wasn't entirely clear if the article was saying that they hadn't changed enough of that or if it, it it almost seemed like the article may have been suggesting that the fact that the Romani were clearly a reference, excuse me, the Vistani were clearly a reference to the Romani people mm. was an issue, which yeah. I wasn't as, I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with as much because it, maybe this is just me coming from an American or coming, uh, coming to this as an American slash British person. But if I played a fantasy game in which a group of people were clearly based on American slash British people provided there were not negative stereotypes, provided it was not an exclusively negative stereotype Mm. of these groups, I don't know that I would necessarily have an issue with it because it would just be like, oh yeah, we liked certain elements of this this culture or we felt like this culture fit with the story that we were trying to tell. Therefore, Mm -hmm. we have this group of people that happens to be based on Mm -hmm. that culture. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you're doing a Dracula story, how do you do it without... (laughs) <laughs> like having references sure, sure. to some of the people from the original book. 
Yeah. yeah, and from and from the region, I would also go as far as to say, if you like, want to yeah. take it back all the way to Canada. I mean, Romania. I mean, like, come on, it's in it's in the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a bit so crazy. I, I, I would, I would. So I guess to sum that, the Romani point, my Romani point up slash Vistani point, is mm. that. If the if the stereotypes that are depicted are negative, then I completely agree with what they're saying that it did not go far enough. If there are a bunch of there's still a bunch of just negative stereotypes of these people, mm-hmm. then I completely agree. However, I don't agree with the the idea that simply depicting a culture, period, in a way that is clearly referencing an existing culture is wrong. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I, um, I hear that. You know, did you want to throw out some some yeah. thoughts? I I think that um the 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 thing okay i i mean all of those points um are completely valid and i agree i agree with you there jeremy but what i kind of walked away with slightly depressed was um <laughs> the two um poc employees that had spent some time actually working there mm. um and i mean i wasn't necessarily surprised because that is how like large businesses and large creative entities function it's difficult to change things it isn't mm-hmm. just like a flash in the pan thing you can't just do it immediately and and radically change everything um but that just left me a little bit disheartened um yeah and uh you know those are you know that's conjecture as well those are personal people's experiences which I'm, which I'm actually absolutely not trying to minimize and I'm not saying they're not I'm not saying they're not true especially since Wizards of the Coast did come out and uh, apologize on on a public forum like Twitter about them mm. Um, but yeah, that, those are the, the things that kind of left me a feeling a little bit despondent, despondent. Um, I guess because I've been through the curse of Strahd, like trying to like, just find like, what are the juicy bits here to try and do over a four hour period? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that if we're talking about, you know, nomadic kind of travelers, um, uh, and that reference to the Romani people, I think that there are a lot of ne- deeply entrenched negative stereotypes that still remain in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the time when they're being stolen from or they're they're encountering um, drunk belligerents or things that people would uh, uh, like equate to travelers and even in the UK, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, like it's, it's, it is, it's not just the words. Um, it's not just like yeah. an odd word. It's, you yeah. know, it, it it's is... It's the actions that it suggests yeah. that uh, yeah. for you as a yeah. DM in that scenario. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it directly mimics the prejudice that traveling people's um, experience virtually mm-hmm. anywhere. I mean, I've, yeah. I've only really encountered them in the UK, but it's those stereotypes that they face um, all the time everywhere um yeah. and even in their I, own I countries i can attest to that because i've been to, i've been to yeah. i've spent a whole semester in the czech republic i've been around to multiple uh, during that time i went around a lot to a lot of europe Every, it was really funny because i would speak to people in the czech republic who would talk about being against racism and then yeah. as soon as you mentioned the Romani people they'd be like oh no but they're they're no they're bad yeah and it was just yeah. like whoa what oh, these are people wild. like my it's- age it's wild. And I mean, I think that I understand, like, it's the other thing that kind of irks me. And please, somebody out there, correct me if I'm wrong, because it's a big book. 
Um, but I am yet, I don't think I really encountered another character, i.e. like, you know, like an Esmeralda type, like one of the sort of more um, positively viewed characters. They could have just given you more positive characters. You Mm. can like, if if there's just like, there's barely any positivity at all Mm -hmm. coming from that camp you know like that's not good do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and they're kind of couched yes of course they work for strad but surely they would there has to be somebody good right like like Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean they don't have a choice but to work for strad i mean yes exactly exactly they don't it's not and, and i don't think the i don't think it goes far enough to frame it that way um, yeah, in the law and the reasons why they um, they help him and some people who maybe disagree with him, but it doesn't go far enough to give you someone that, so, not just one like, you know, token character, but allow for, even if there was like a faction that was trying to revolt inside of it, like trying to go mm-hmm. against working for Strahd, I would take that. But like, yeah. there's just, there's nothing. Um, or even yeah, if and, some of the ones who are committing crimes or, or, or carousing or whatever, yeah. if we actually have backstories explaining why, why? Like they're living in a they're living in a hellscape. Yeah, it's a of little hellscape. They have no choice but to resort to these kinds of activities. Yeah, yeah. like what else are you gonna do? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, and also, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like so much uh, within the book that's about like the sort of oppressive nature of like the mists, which literally mm-hmm. makes you negative. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. it, like yeah. every everyone there is literally being a- actively oppressed by yeah. some, this sort of dark force. You know? Yeah, yeah. And but but I guess um like what I'm like what I'm trying to say is that on the other side, yes, there are other awful people who aren't necessarily Vistani, but um the other people that. In in these on the other side, where the, the people aren't necessarily Livestani, there are also people who would be characterized as good or anti-hero, mm. and I don't think mm. there's any ro- there's very limited room within the Vistani for that. But please correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, because it's a massive book. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Mm. Um, so I'll throw out some of my. <clears throat> sort of thoughts and i think it I, this is good actually i think we've all t- sort of taken away something sort of different um or like the, the sort of big thing and and the the big thing for me was the the fact that what it pointed out was that at the, the, at the core of the game there is an issue um mm. the very kind of core of the game and what it enables what it has enabled players to do for a, such a long time mm. um that that to sort of change it we're talking about as we are in society uh talking about genuinely systemic change like the actual system itself Hmm. um Hmm. needs to adapt in order to actually house uh some of the kind of more uh the sort of larger scale changes that are needed in order to make the game feel uh more welcoming Hmm. and that was a really interesting thing for me because uh i think that's something that i've sort of acknowledged but it's uh, I mean, it's tricky, right? Like, do you mean, you, you, you know, when you enjoy something or you love something, it's difficult to then sort of look at it in a, uh, I guess, especially before this podcast, but it's difficult to look at it in that sort of objective or critical way. And I think that it makes a really good point in this, which is that Wizards of the Coast sometimes fall into a bit of the trap of allowing the fans to do the work mm. kind of for them in that there are <laughs> such so many fantastic resources now to use. Um you know, I was seeing there's an ancestry and culture, yeah. uh, an alternative race system in D&D uh, mm. 5e, which someone has made, uh, which is available on the DMs Guild, I believe. Is that the mm-hmm. that the, the, the yeah. website? Yeah, mm. uh, the DMs Guild, uh, which I would definitely uh, uh, ch- yeah. uh, get people to check out. Yeah. Um, I look, there's multiple examples like that. Actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I looked oh, some up earlier this year. And, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I think 
so here's my sort of here's my thinking on the on that topic which is that there are two sort of reasons why i think wizards maybe struggle or would struggle to do that which is that like the very core of the game the very core of the fans sort of outside of this new wave of of fans that have come along like the article points out with like critical role and with um with stranger things is that 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 is what those people want like the, the you know the, the the core of this game is 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 what they want the sort of the core fans of this system they want the structure of the game as it is now so i think that's one of the issues they're running into i think the other issue is that quite a lot with 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 i mean 2020 was a perfect example when you like peek under the sort of hood you see everything do you know mm, what i mean yeah. you can't you can't then pretend it's not there yeah, anymore and yeah. you can't uh you can't put the lid back on the can sort of thing you mm. can't you know uh, uh, close pandora's box and mm. And part of me thinks that actually, if you were to take a, you know, I mean, this is a, this is a 70 page uh, book of alternative rules uh, on culture and ancestry. Uh, that is because there is that much that needs to be addressed. And yeah. I think that the issue this article takes is the fact that there's a one page. There's like one page, which kind of actively addresses really? playing races against their stereotypes. Um, and I think that obviously there's a lot more work that needs to go into it, but th- with this, it kind of feels like if they really seriously sit down and try to address these things, that'll probably be all they do for like a year. Do you know what I mean? Because it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort to really go back and uh, re-examine things because they have been built up over time and over a very varied time in terms of, you know I mean? I almost feel like, uh, this needs to be like 6E. Do you know what I mean? This is yeah. going to need to be like yeah. the next iteration like a, of the game yeah. um, to in order, like I said, to sort of uh, to allow for these this this kind of change. Yeah, no, I actually... Uh, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Unagi. Because oh, um, just to draw a parallel to like, you know, diversity roundtables that we have around acting, it just reminded me of the mm. exact same thing. Like it's, 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 it's grand to have a diversity roundtable. Um, uh, mm. D&D had a similar one, but I guess it's that issue of making sure that the rooms are as diverse as you want the thing to be. And that's mm-hmm, why those mm-hmm. two stories from those two creators really kind of made me a bit sad because it was just like okay well you've brought people in 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 your capacity yeah. you're not you're not bad people no one's calling no one's calling these people bad people i'm well i'm no. certainly not i'm so i am i'm calling you out <laughs> wizard of the ghost um but like but you know if you're if you're gonna do that you're gonna have to start listening to the people that you've brought into the room yeah you can't just go oh yeah. that's really cool and then not well, listen to it so so here's here's what i would say on that and that is that yeah. i have some experience now of being inside of large corporations yeah um mm. uh who have uh and i've done this multiple times um um across multiple different you know i think about uh, theater companies i've worked with i think about jobs that i've had out otherwise um where you have a predominantly well in most cases an all-white executive board or executive group or ex- yeah. you know mm-hmm. and it very clearly states in this uh or at least the experiences was for um these two individuals uh was that uh there was two i think it says two specifically two people that were making the sort of final decisions yeah there was uh, um and and so where, no matter how well intentioned those two people were yeah uh if that is not a diverse two people which is almost impossible right because yeah. uh you can't and, uh, you can't even case, begin what, it, was, it was mike merles and uh jeremy, uh, jeremy crawford Clark, jeremy crawford yeah 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 jeremy crawford and so um 
you know, ultimately you would need more than two people anyway to be able to make sort of a varied and genuinely sort of diverse choice. But if there is then a lack of diversity within that mm. group, there is only so much that they will they can do. And this is not to this is not to say that that, that is not an excuse by any means, because um, you have to acknowledge that, right? Yeah. It's really important that you acknowledge that. But if you uh, in that scenario you're only going to be drawing from your own personal experiences. And so if you can't actually um, put yourself in the shoes of someone else yeah. um, and understand why something may be an issue or understand why some, something might be taken in a certain way, yeah. then you're just going to keep coming up against the same issues. We're yeah. going to keep do you know what I mean? We're going to keep butting heads against the same issues. Yeah. We're going to keep uh, doing half measures. Yeah. Um, and I, I really speak from experience when I, I, I know the frustration that comes with that. Yeah. I know the frustration where it feels like we've got a set of rules here we've got an idea we know exactly what we need to do yeah there's just this slow reluctance like, to do it because yeah. it's away from a, a norm or it's away from a standard yeah yeah from how um, things have been done but just make the all yeah. i'm saying is just make the table bigger right you know like Th- that's exactly these, it these that's are tabletop exactly rbgs you know just add another six increase, seats to your table increase yeah the capacity. yeah increase the increase the chairs yeah um, uh, this conversation is very ironic because jasper is actually talking about his time working for unati's jewel yes. mining <laughs> business <laughs> Uh, Which, those of you who don't know this, you know, Unati hired an all-white board, very deliberately hired. Yeah, an all-white very, very, very deliberately. And, but then got me in. But then got me in as like the CEO. So I'm I'm supposed to be making all decisions, but I'm not. I'm actually yeah, beheld right. to an all-white executive board. Yeah, uh, no, and it's an extremely frustrating situation to be now. in. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Unati looks and goes, "Well, white business is successful, so I have white people, please." <laughs> Simple, simple math. Simple math, yo. Yeah. Just add, just um, add white. Maths. Just add yeah. white, and then then you get that privilege. Yeah, we, then you we get need that a, privilege. We need a few Todds in the room. You can't do this. You know what I mean? You got to have a Todd. There's always got to be a Todd. <laughs> Uh, some Todd, a um, few Connors. Connors, Connor, yeah, yeah. A uh, big love to any Todds and Connors. Connors, we love you. We love you very much. We love you. Thank you. I did want to actually jump in and say, <laughs> I <laughs> see that was a part that I, I one. First of all, I want to say I 100% agree with Unati that I think the most solid takeaway from for me from the article was that there are still clearly a lot of problems within the company itself yeah. that are clearly. They're, they may be trying to address, but that is the going is slower than I think anyone would prefer. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. in regards to the in regards to the actual fundamental issues with the game, mm. that is messier to me because yeah. I don't actually see an inherent like the, the, the complaint. One of the complaints that Austin Walker raises, Austin Walker, who. I think I had heard of because he's the host of friends at the table, which is a show that actually another shout out to Taylor Lewis has been trying to get me to listen to for a long time. Uh, apparently a very, very <laughs> good podcast, D and D podcast, but there is the, he mentions that the fifth edition is a game about killing people. And he says mm. that that's one of the fundamental issues and, mm. and that you would need to revisit that as a core design element. The reason mm. being because any DM wants, basically it's a lot easier to just have, especially at lower levels or mm. just some randos that you can throw some random mooks that you can throw out and be like, yeah, fight these people. And yeah, sure. because of the lineage of where D and D comes from, especially with Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. you have the orcs, you have the goblins, you have the kobolds, and you have all the different goblinoids. Like those are your easy, or the drow in D and D's case, like the easier yeah. you you have 
just easy, targets, easy races sort of to be like, yeah, yeah, no, these guys are all bad. You can fight some of them. Yeah. They're bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that is a dangerous pit to fall into. However, I don't know that I have an issue with a game that is fundamentally about killing people. Because that's that describes sure. most video games. A lot of the vast games. majority of video sure. games. Like a lot Certainly of I've games. Played. I, I think. Yeah. Do people, I, I, I want to ask. Do I've never played a Doom game, and I know that game is purely <laughs> about killing. Oh, I how love much Doom. Criticism, how I much love criticism Doom so does much. Doom get for its racial depictions of the demons that you're killing? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this I, is a legitimate I, question. I don't. Oh, know. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. You're not. I don't. I, Honestly, as, as you asked me that question, I don't really think very much. But I mean, they are very much clearly hellscape friggin' demons. Like, it, okay. they're, and I, yeah. and I think and I think it's kind of accepted that they're 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 demons. Like, they're they're right. awful. Uh, what I would say to that, Jeremy, is that I think that perhaps within video games there is a there is a uh, more heightened sense of control. Whereas on with it, with D and D, you are relying on DMs, right? You're relying on DMs and GMs to make the kind of calls. So, like with Doom, you can very clearly depict every single thing as like absolutely a hellscape monster. So the uh, the kind of morality then of like killing that thing is 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 sort of not to question. Also, with a video game, you can uh, make characters. Um, you can. Uh, make characters do certain things which will clearly label them as a bad person that needs to be removed from the world. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Right. Um, I think that the kind of the issue that, that you have is that and, and I think this is what I've, actually where I agree with you, where I don't necessarily think there is a core problem in terms of killing things, because I do think that it is the onus then um, or the onus is, at least at the moment. And I think that's part of what the, the issue of the, uh, the article has. The onus at the moment is on the DMs to kind of get that bit right. I think to to make sure they're depicting things in a fair and balanced way. Mm-hmm. That if you're whacking on goblins, you're also kind of whacking on other things for the same reasons, or for do you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. of like for, ultimately for justified reasons, mm. right? right? Uh, and I think that that is the sort of issue for me. Is that I think uh, in the sort of the conversation that we have at the moment, it's sort of like. Uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with with necessarily like harming other creatures or doing that because I do think that is a part of the game. But I do think that there is the owner shouldn't be on the people that play it to make something non problematic. 
Yeah, I yeah. would agree. I would agree in this. I, uh, if if what you're referring to specifically is the issue of D and of Wizards of the Coast changing the way that the so uh, quote unquote evil races are depicted, I completely yes. agree. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think anybody is questioning that that needs to change. Yeah, I, yeah. I think what what I'm what is happening in my head is I'm going through every single thing that I know of past editions of D and D, how D and D used to be played. Granted, I started playing very recently i started playing the end of 2018 Mm. but prior Mm. to that i believe it was prior to that yes i had already seen uh there's there's a couple of internet movies that are relatively internet famous the series called the gamers and i'd seen the gamers Mm. for the first one i'd seen the gamers i can't remember if yeah i think gamers darkness rising is the second one i'd seen gamers three hands of fate like i'd seen and those are depictions less so the third one, but the first two are depictions of how people used to play D and D and in many cases still very much do play D and D. And it's, yeah. uh, there's, there's a lot less of an emphasis on role play and much more mm. of an emphasis on going on quests, fighting bad guys, saving yeah. the, what, saving the kingdom and getting loot. Cause they just wanted, people just wanted to go on a cool quest. Yeah. I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that, but I understand that, that, that legacy is still built into the game in a very real way. And I don't think the, the idea of really RP driven campaigns, I mean, it obviously existed, but I don't think it got as prominent until the advent of Critical Role, specifically Critical Role. That, I think yes. that, that popularity of that show transformed the way that a lot of other people thought of D&D. The, I think the issue is, in, in order to fundamentally... In, I think it's very doable to do it within... If you, if you, take, a, if you take a typical D&D campaign that's just people going on quests you meet a couple of npcs but you know what you got a group of murder hobos they just like killing people the dm everybody's just having a good old time there you're it's a low emotional investment high fun times campaign mm, the, mm, i don't i think in a campaign like that it can be more difficult to then depict a more developed society of people that you are fighting against because you mm. don't because the by because the people involved aren't necessarily interested in getting to know the bad guys as far as mm. they're concerned you just point me where i need to go and i'll get then i'll kill the thing and yeah. I, now i i think that that style of play is not necessarily wrong but what i think that i think going back to your earlier point jasper i think what actually would need to happen is they it's i think it's going to take a long time because even honestly even if the they were to institute some of these changes i think a huge part of the mainstream D fan base would backlash because i yeah. think a lot of we've discovered this as we've started to get some slight mainstream D exposure is that there are people i think the establishment the stereotypical classic white male D players a mm. lot of them certainly not all but a lot of them really don't like the idea of having all this stuff change because yeah. to them, it, no, this is how it makes sense. I like the way that it, it, uh, you have these people who are good, these people who are bad, and then these people who are kind of in between. And it's very, you know, and these people get these bonuses and those people get those minuses and all this, like they, they like 
the way that that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That, but but I at the same time I can I I I think that if they were to impl- institute all of these changes right away, they would yeah. run the risk of alienating a major yeah. part of the yeah. actual. Well, not the well, actual, but a major major part of the fan base. And I yeah. think well, that that's, that's, any any ins- changes that were instituted would have to be probably incremental if they didn't want to just straight up cause a potential mass exodus well that's exactly what i meant i think by by the sort of the pandora's box you know of opening that sort of thing because i do think that you you know you will absolutely run the risk of uh alienating a lot of people who want that core experience exactly as they want that core experience um and i think it's it's a tricky one because i think that for me as well there's a huge huge difference between um between home games and between stream games like i think that makes a huge difference um Mm. uh, and that is not to say that things are uh infinite like are more acceptable in a home game but i think that you um it is to say that actually (laughs) like because you're playing with a group of people who are gonna cut you way more slack that's well, no, no, yes. the answer. No, no, sure, yes, but what I, I guess what I mean is, and I'm not saying that it's necessarily okay to stereotype in home games, that's what I'm kind of saying. Yeah, yeah, no. I uh, I'm saying that. sure about the Slack, yeah, absolutely. You can get things wrong in a home game, right? And, yeah, and you rectify it very easily, which you can't yeah. get wrong in a stream. But I think that, moreover, it, it's about the fact that, you know, um, you... Uh, you are surrounded by a group of people. You know these group of people usually pretty well. You'll know certain things that are okay and aren't okay. And as long as you're being a sensitive DM, then there are much less issues. Whereas I feel like there is a very big deal for me when it comes to stream games, when it comes mm-hmm. to stuff that's written in the books, because then we are talking about what people are going to physically like read and see and take in and ingest. And I think that for um as we can all speak as nerds uh who were mm. once very young and and fresh-faced nerds you know you do read stuff like that and take it in to, you know take it in mm-hmm. and and, and mm-hmm. it affects who you uh who you sort of are mm. it, uh, um you know and i, I you know I'm, we've all spoken on this show about you know me and <laughs> all of us have spoken about uh, uh um, you know feeling like we wanted to be legolas uh when we were like younger but then it's it's never quite the same or it's not right mm-hmm. because Legolas is a white dude. And so I do think there is a, um, I do think that there is a, I think there's an acknowledgement from Wizards of the Coast that that is the case and that they have to do that. But I feel like the transition, like you said, is difficult. It is mm-hmm. a, I think it is a difficult transition and I think it's, for me, it's a little bit more difficult than the article suggests mm. purely because I think that, um, it's not just a it, it like we, like it's like I said I feel like it'd be more suited to just bring out six e with a but like a fundamental change in certain yeah. things yeah because outside of that whole thing. exactly yeah. outside of that I don't know that like a single source book is going to fix it and I don't really think I think maybe some overzealous people online may have said this um and I, we certainly didn't say this. Like one source book was never going to be the thing that changed it, right? Yeah. Like we re- very much said, like, oh, this is a good start. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Tasha's is a good start. Yeah. Like, it's a place yeah. to to to, to kick good. on. And I and I completely agree with the, the the two of you that the experiences of people within the the actual building itself is the concerning part because mm-hmm. that's the bit that I think we all thought surely we're past that bit now. Yeah, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, surely, surely, if you're, you know, what I, it's just. It's just, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but I Here's think a, I have. Oh, sorry. Go mm. ahead, Jeff. No, no, no. You go. You go. You go. You go. Uh, I was, I was going to ask. I, I recently was watching some clips of the new Baldur's Gate three, 
And yeah. a lot of them involve goblins and drow. And all of those goblins have that classic, like, oh, hello there. Sort of like <laughs> evil, <laughs> yep. evil little chimney sweep voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, evil, and, evil little high pitched cockney voice. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> they're like step in time. Uh, just all yeah. like I want to eat your brains. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, they, yeah. they, I was wondering because we're talking. Well, it seems like we may not necessarily agree that the mechanics are the issue. I think it sounds like we agree that the lore is more the issue mm-hmm. and how that lore then influences the racial ability score bonuses and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Yes. I, I would, I feel like a lore overhaul still probably would require another edition because you're basically then having to retcon a bunch of stuff into the forgotten realms. But yeah. like, let's say that we, we, we now say that, okay, we're jumping forward in time in the Forgotten Realms. And actually, now the goblins are very well known uh, for their scholarship. And there's like this huge <laughs> yeah. me- goblin metropolis, sprawling goblin metropolis, where like these brilliant goblin scientists have been working stuff out. And you say, oh, yeah. And in fact, actually, the orcs have developed some incredible seafaring technology and they you know there are these merchants mm. now and now now you have all these orcs in like robes wheeling and dealing and stuff and mm. it becomes like and they have a really rich culture because they're trading with everybody like the, i think that you as if you were to overhaul that element of it i think that would that kind of thing would probably not result in the same kinds of issues as being like, we're going to change the whole point of the game. But I think people would still get mad, but I don't know that you'd see the same... Massive be a l- yeah, the there'd be well, a I lot think... of butthurt people though, like a lot of yeah, there would be I think a lot. You... <laughs> yeah, there would be there would be a lot. I think that within that scenario that you've just outlined there, Jeremy, and very well, is that um, it would be harder. To and like, let me know if you don't disagree. If you disagree, sorry, but like, it would be harder to, um, like, it would be sorry, it would be a lot easier. Am I saying that right? No, it would be a lot harder (laughs) to accidentally fall into, uh, the traps that we have outlined a hundred times on this show with stereotyping, with making people feel uncomfortable at the table, uh, with generalizing, all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, if you had a like the foundations of the thing were made up of something overall more inclusive. Yeah. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like the struggle of trying to now like reclaim uh, things like Lord of the Rings, et cetera, like that. Like we can't change the foundation of the thing because you know it's set it's written in 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 sort of in paper and the author is dead do you know what i mean Mm. whereas you're absolutely right in like a new edition or or something they absolutely could uh um not even necessarily retcon things but i mean there are certain things obviously absolutely need to be retconned but um (laughs) uh but but you could uh but you could like just introduce so much more like a wealth of different sort of uh things which we just haven't mm. had on addition on addition yeah. on addition on addition mm. um and i think that would go you're absolutely right i think changing the foundations of the thing might be the 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 more useful thing because yeah. i agree with you that i think the the mechanics um i think the mechanics are so easily changeable for me you know, as in, I feel like from DM to DM, like reading your table and knowing what they are comfortable with, what they're not comfortable with, feels like a much easier thing than the law side of it. Where like I even now as a DM go like, well, Jesus, I don't even know where to start. 
<laughs> like, it's it's like there is so much yeah. that I yeah. should know, don't know, don't want, <laughs> need to change. Did yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas if if we just if I just decide no. like my players, um, you know, there's so many useful help, like you know, useful tools that you can use for having less combat. You know, making combat quicker, uh, making combat less, mm. uh, more roleplay heavy, more like more stealth uh, heavy, etc. Like that. And mm. I don't necessarily know if that has to come from wizards. Um, but the the other stuff, yeah, should do for sure. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. I just, um, I guess it just reminds me that it's like it's, it reminds me of that. I'm gonna probably bastardize this, but it reminds me of that saying <laughs> that was like flowing around last year. It's it's not enough only to be like uncomfortable about racism or like go oh racism is bad we have to be anti-racist now like we have to actually carve it out and that is that is a very difficult process and it involves people coming to meet themselves in a vulnerable way all of us all of us black white mm. asian mm. indian every yeah. all of us yeah. meeting ourselves in an uncom- in an uncomfortable space because i mean this thing this game is long established it's like whatever you know 50 odd years old now but what I'm scared, well, not, I'm not scared. I'm just, I'm, I think that wizards shouldn't necessarily be too comfortable on their laurels because it could mm. just as easily come along mm. that somebody makes a, a system that everybody gets on board with and the new generation of players just leaves them behind. Well, I think, I think there are, I think there are. I mean, those, they're, they're, out, they're there. out there. Um, and I'm just like, guys, if you, to yeah. Pathfinder, yeah. Pathfinder. if you don't come to the party, people are just going to go, well, if you're not going to do it, we've already been doing it anyway. You know, and yeah. Arcana, all that stuff, we might as well just. And, yeah, I think, do you know what? I think you're absolutely right, Unati. I think, you, you know, you've actually, you've nailed it because I can't think of, uh, I can't think of a reason, like outside of the fact that I think it is, I don't necessarily think it's even that accessible. I think I've played other uh, TTRPGs that mm. are more exe- more accessible. Like you can just pick them up and go, yeah. boom, boom, I know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it does take a bit of work. And definitely if you want to like DM, yeah. uh, you have to really like work. know your stuff. Um, and and so I agree because I do think actually there are TTRPGs out there which are more accessible and probably more accessible for a broader audience. And actually, um, I think people already, with the general popularity of D&D, as that happens, it's just going to be the case that more people are going to go, oh, actually, I quite enjoy playing tabletop role-playing games. Why don't I have a look at what other ones are out there? Do you know know what I mean? Like, I think that's a very natural process. Um, And I think that absolutely will happen if this doesn't start to... Because exactly, if you're you're meeting D&D for the first time and one of the first things you see is this Wired article, you're going to go, okay, Ooh, if I'd have, yeah. I know for a fact, if I had seen this before I'd come into contact with D&D, if I saw this article, I'd have been like, I'm standing there, hell, hell away, away from, from here. Yeah. <laughs> I am standing there, hell away from here, which is a genuinely an issue, right? Yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. I think one of the main reasons we wanted to talk about it on the, you know, a lot of stuff on this show is because we want D&D to be a space. We want it to yeah. be a shining light. We want it yeah. to be a place where everyone feels welcome and everyone feels comfortable and we don't turn people away yeah. because they feel... Ah, uh, this isn't really for me, you know. Yeah. Uh, or uh, what was it, United? You said ages ago, is that that white people shit? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Is, <laughs> Still one of my favorite quotes of the yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> is that, and that's uh, because every time I encounter people of color, it's always like, well, not every time, but a lot of the times, so is that that white people shit? Because it has every, been that every one. single time. Every you, single, single time. You, you meet a person of color, they're like. Is this that white people shit? shit? <laughs> and you're like, hey, what are you talking about? Wait, wait, hang on. What are you talking about? This is just oh, a, you're talking about D&D? This is just oh, a peanut right. butter and jam okay. sandwich. Do you want ham? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not even just talking about D&D. They're talking about <laughs> anything. 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 Is that white yeah. people shit? Could you open the <laughs> door? For, I'm sorry, could you get the door? Is that that white people shit? Is that shit? that? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, we have doors too. Do we have doors? It's okay. (laughs) We have doors. No, we don't. We have hanging tar or like carpet. Like right, that's how. Yeah, that's how it works in you know. Yeah, mud huts and 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 cloth. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is a this is a side point, but I was recently watching a video about pre-contact dogs, by which I mean dogs that existed in the Americas prior mm-hmm. to Europeans coming over, oh, because okay. that those were there weren't very many domesticatable animals already in the Americas. There were like two, like literally llamas <laughs> and guinea pigs, and <laughs> they. But they we humans brought dogs over with them and there was a group of people who had because there were no sheep they had bred dogs that grew really long thick white fur and they would shear these dogs and use the dogs fur as their version of wool so there were these these like i I think they're referred to as wool dogs uh, the, but you can see pictures of them. They're they're extinct now. All of these breeds are extinct because diseases, as it turns out, old world diseases hit canines harder than they hit people, if that was wow. even possible. And That's so a lot of these, almost all of the breeds are have completely died out. But Aww. that, so you can see a picture though of, yeah. of of a few of them, and they're very very cute. I, I found a picture of a false killer whale the other day. Holy yeah. crap! That thing is scary. Is it? It yeah. is like it is not okay. It's it's like that sea lion video. They call them pseudorcas, right? Pseudorcas. Oh, is that? What I just seen. I just seen false killer. Yeah, yeah there's both the both names. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, there are more animals out there than I think. There, it's 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 wild. It's a wild place out there. Aw, um, that's a cutie pie. Oh, okay. Look at the teeth. Look at the teeth. I'm okay. Look, <laughs> it's I'm not close. cute. I mean, it's cute in the picture, but you ain't going to see me in the sea, so I ain't stressed. <laughs> yeah, this is, that's fair. That is fair. I also <laughs> found out today how much a how much a male saltwater crocodile weighs, Ooh. and it is absolutely no. mind-blowing. No, no. Mind-blowing. Oh, uh, Because uh, we're watching a video of a zoo that in the UK. They do these like live videos where they like ask for donations because obviously it's like lockdown, so no one's going, and they need donations mm. to like you know mm. keep them afloat. And they had these two crocs, and they were like, "Oh, these are like uh, thirty stone, basically." And I was like, <laughs> "Excuse me? Did you say thirty yeah. stone? That's a lot." And then uh, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you know they're, they're much smaller than their than the saltwater crocodile counterparts." I was like, "They can't be a hundred and fifty stone." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my! For those of you who are Americans, one stone is the equivalent of fourteen pounds. So multiply. Uh, I believe in pounds. It was something like two. It was like two thousand or something stupid. Yeah, like they weigh. They weigh literally over a ton. Yeah, literally over. A Wild. Ton. These are mm-hmm. gigantic Wild. reptiles. Leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Stay the hell away. Well, as long as There's they leave us alone. Them. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's which is really the. I think that I think honestly, most people do prefer to leave them alone. No, like, ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no desire. Yeah, not not okay. Um. So what we're saying is that Wizards of the Coast needs to make an entirely crocodile TTRPG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you think is if you only have one race, then you yeah, will and inherently crocodiles. Ha- everyone's crocodiles. Yeah. Then it will be it, you know you make that a diverse range of crocodiles. Mm-hmm. Some crocodiles are good. Some crocodiles are bad. Some yeah. of them go to school. Some of them don't. Some of them, you know, do crime. Some of them don't. Yeah, yeah. It's diverse. Cro- it's you great. have some crime crocs. Yeah. You crime have some cop crocs. Yeah. Cop yeah. crocs. <laughs> cook crocs. <laughs> yeah, cook crocs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow, this went off. This went off the This is bizarre. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I know. This is really weird. Like system. I can't even like, all the like, jokes like, to make to... an all crocodile system. I'm trying to track. Thing is, I'll listen to that I'll listen to that back and if it was no. a, if I feel still feel like it was a funny joke, please then I'll keep leave it in. in. If not, yeah. I'll keep, please I'll keep take it in. No, keep it in. Keep it in. I'm just, I'm just working out I'm trying to work out how we like did the quantum leap. I don't know how we got there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be honest. So you guys were talking about I don't I don't remember how I got on the set. I, I somehow I don't know how you got to of, of it was people it was people of oh it was that was what it was. You were you were saying that people like native peoples from all over the world have all kinds of stuff that people don't even realize that they had. And I was that reminded me of like, yeah. oh yeah, these people had developed these people had developed wool dogs. Yeah. And then I don't know how we got from that to suit orcas and crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see uh, a video of a dog getting eaten by a crocodile once. It was very well, sad. We're going to end this topic they, there. Honestly, will... the people, they were dumb owners. They used to let this dog run down and bark at the crocodiles. And I, I, I mean, they well, were like, ha, ha, ha. It's funny because, you know, the crocodiles swim away. Well, it's irresponsible like pet open ownership. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so the dog ran down there and started barking. And next thing you know, and he's gone. I'm a crocodile. I will it was a small a dog, too. It was will... not a hefty dog. Crocodile. It was a very this... small dog. You know these things have been around for a while. Yeah. They don't. It's not because not because they don't just kill and you know yeah. if something is in their way or you know a potential threat, they're just going to kill it. Yeah. Exceptionally yeah. good at killing. Yeah. Exceptionally. Yeah. Good. They are predators. apex predators. <laughs> predators. Like, apex. That, that croc had time today. That's what it was. The <laughs> it was like, had I had time. time. It's like, you know what? You know yeah. what? Today yeah, I can make the time. Yeah, I, 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 I got it. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Oh, Fluffy. <laughs> just oh, snap. we really need to find a way of getting the the boatman back in but anyway yeah. that is yeah. a discussion for a different time yeah um i genuinely feel like we uh could probably do like a part two of this discussion yeah. we should talk more so about much. this article uh, um, we were having uh, a good so discussion we... before we off-roaded there yeah. uh it's fine that was only like a it was only like a five minute off-road that's so fair. that's yeah. not too bad for us it's yeah. not too bad for us it's true um but there's there's like a lot in here that i think we could dig into and i think mm, that like maybe uh <sighs> there it is uh uh that Just maybe what happen, would be a sort of fun experience <laughs> i guess is if we were to um have a little think about uh and, and maybe if people you know if you have any uh, opinions about this i would really like for our listeners to read the article as well and, and share your thoughts with us uh a great place to do that is on the discord uh just because we tend Woo-hoo! to pick stuff up there and and we get some really 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 cool conversations on there so uh that might be a good place for it but um just because I think that there was this really interesting uh, argument between sort of uh, um, uh, substantive um, mechanical change versus like mm. law change. Uh, mm. And I'm really interested to know what people think about that. Um, uh, I think, you know, I, I feel like I'm erring on the side of law change um, mm-hmm. than just core mechanical change. Mm. Um, because I think that actually what they introduced in Tasha's gives you enough tools. You could do with a few more, but gives you enough tools, I think, to now make a pretty varied version of like mm. anything, mm. any sort of races, uh, any of the species or races mm. uh, or classes that you'll find. Um, I think, I I think like especially really... if they were to change some of the, the, if they were to change the racial ABIs, get rid of any sort of mental ones. So get mm-hmm. rid of intelligence, charisma, or wisdom and have those instead tied to class. And then yeah, maybe have skills like dexterity and strength more inherently tied to size. 
as opposed to specific sure. race. Because yeah. I have no issue saying, on average, a three-foot tall person who has no sort of physical impediments is going to be more nimble than like a seven foot tall person. That's yes. just kind of how that yeah. works. That's yeah, physics. Absolutely. That, yeah, that's but, and, and, and then also give the opportunity to change those if a yeah, person and, wants to. And yeah. I think, that, I, I think, um, because this is a, one of the big things that I was thinking about uh, was that I think it should be more background tied. I think there should mm. be a bigger emphasis on background. I mm. feel like background still for me feels like such a, a last like literally whenever I'm making a character, I do everything and then I go, oh yeah, yeah I've got to change it. Uh, I'll pick a background. Yeah. <laughs> and normally yeah. I just do it. I just do it because like I want a dice drag like a dragon dice set. Or, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Or whatever it is, I'm just like yeah, it's fine. But actually, I think that background for me feels like the biggest informer of that. Of who you right? actually like, are. Yeah. If 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 you are a um if you are an orc who has spent their entire time living in being brought up in a monastery or mm-hmm. in a library, you might or something, sing everything. You might sing everything, yeah. and you, yeah, and you also might not. Uh, shout out to Henry. Have, uh, shout out to Henry, the person we play with, um, who has an orc who, monk who sings, who sings everything. everything. <laughs> um, uh, but you might not have developed physically in the same way that other orcs may have. So therefore, your strength would not be comparable to that of an orc uh, who has been a soldier warrior all of their life and mm-hmm. done nothing but does CrossFit. But, but but yeah, CrossFit and lift. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I think you know there are we're not absolutely absolutely not saying that there does not there is not mechanical changes that can happen that would make the game more accessible and potentially make it better. Um, but I think that there is an interesting discussion to be had here about the uh, substantive law change uh, mm. uh, of this thing, um, and um, yeah, because it, it, it informs a huge part of it. And I think that, like I said, I just think that we, what the onus of Wizards of the Coast has to be is to take the is to take the pressure off of the players of the game, that includes players and DMs, when I say that, mm. to uh, uh, to not make mistakes. Like, that feels yeah. the wrong way around for me. Mm. I don't feel like it should be on the players to to skirt around things that exist in order to not make mistakes and offend people. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, that would be my big... That you shouldn't, and that, like a video game, they shouldn't have to mod your game in order yes. for it to not be, to be offensive. Offensive, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Uh, within a video game, you shouldn't have to try and skip a level because you, it makes you feel uncomfortable <laughs> to play that. Because yeah. that's effectively what people are doing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You will take, you know, in, in, in if you were to say take Curse of Strahd, you would effectively be tr- trying to be desperately skipping the Vistani parts. Oh, I skipped a lot you'd of that. You'd have to rewrite the... Yeah, uh, you'd have to rewrite the... You'd have to rewrite stuff. I literally skipped loads of it. I, <laughs> I, I, I played Madame... I played the Madame who gave, gave the tarot reading very differently. Um, <laughs> yeah. I allowed them to show you the path and didn't like v- venture into them at all. Oh, mm. I was like, nah. You put on that Super Mario hat with the wings and just flew straight no, 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 over. Yeah, straight I over. Just... that. <laughs> yeah. Let's just it's go like kill a, Strahd. It's like it's like that that gif. Uh, it's like that gif of Shaq where he's just batting stuff away. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> nah, nah. It's just there. <laughs> oh, oh, nope. Eh, nope. Get rid of that. Oh, nope. Not today. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Minute, oh, was um, it Minute Bowl? No, never mind. There was a the famous <laughs> basketball player. Uh, I can't remember. Hakeem Olajuwon, maybe, who always used to go, he, he always used to shake one finger when he block a shot. And he was like an incredible, <laughs> like he was like seven foot something. He was incredible at blocking shots. And he was like, oh. Jeez. No. Jeez, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so yes, I think there will be more uh, discussion to come on this particular topic. Mm. Um, and I think uh, definitely a future episode to dig into what uh, substantive, uh, maybe that could be an episode, just what substantive uh, mechanical and what 
uh, lore changes might we make in order to yeah improve the game uh, and make it more accessible um but thank you very much for listening to this episode of three black halflings i hope that you've uh, enjoyed it as always um and uh we will catch you next week um mm. yeah please do uh, consider uh you, you consider the patreon by the way i'm just gonna keep plugging that patreon i'm i'm pro patreon right now yeah we're check pro us out uh, right here if you are if you are interested in uh helping to support the show please yeah. go to patreon.com slash tb halflings and yeah. TB halflings. toss us toss us a, a tiny bone yeah and then i can finally let jeremy and jasper go on leave they've been working so hard for me at my conglomerate we, have, we yeah it's, they haven't had it, any it, like off days Yes, I have what may be permanent nerve damage in my hands yeah. from having to work <laughs> yeah. with yeah. all of this the, mining this equipment. And on that note, so long, Shire folk. <laughs> so long, Shire folk. <laughs> okay! <laughs> <laughs>